0: On Wednesday night on TG 4 Scales of Grown continues to tell the tales of great Irish love stories. And this week, we go back to the 18th century romance of Art O'Leary and Eileen Dovney Connell, which led to the famous Queen of Art O'Leara. I spoke to writer director Paddy O'Shea about love, life, August Boss in Erin. Paddy, I've just seen the story of Art O'Leary, the, the Queen of Art Eileen Dovney Connell and her heart and her soul laid bare in possibly one of the best pieces of literature to come out of this, not this country, but these islands in the 18th century. And you actually say it in this week's Scale to Rana here. And we knew how to do a good funeral. We knew how to grieve. We certainly knew how to take a whole life in and grieve for it. And this programme makes that point very, very clear.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's someone in the programme says, you know, we we do death very well, you <laughs> know, and we stand in the face of that, you know, like we... We come together and we stand together and we stand together in the face of death and we, we celebrate the person, you know, that's the thing. And that's that's what Eileen Dove, I think, was doing in the Quina. It's pretty evident it yeah. was the expression of love, but it's also a celebration of your loved one's life and the Quina, which is a keening or a lamentation. I mean, the, there was a long, rich tradition in Ireland yeah. of keening the dead and it kind of died out, I mean, largely because of the Catholic Church, but Mm. we still have it in us. That's an inherited memory we have. And because of that, we have these amazing, unfortunately, up until COVID, we had these amazing wakes and everyone would would come together and we would see people off and we would celebrate. But now, it's very difficult and I think it's going to take a while for us to recover anybody who unfortunately has had a funeral or had lost people over the last you know year. It's been very difficult and I think this program is kind of timely. It's, unusual the way the timing came around and that this really does does show that side of of life and of death
0: let's keep the memory alive so i'm sure there's many of us for generations are very familiar with the story of artiller and eileen Dovney Connell. but for those of us who are not that familiar would you be able to just at least introduce us to the life that you tell us about in this week's documentary and tg Campbell?
2: Absolutely. I mean, look, fascinating, fascinating people, fascinating time in Ireland. It was towards the end of the Penal Laws where Catholics didn't have many rights and they were basically downtrodden. And Eileen Dove was a powerful woman. She grew up in Derrynan House, the famous Derrynan House ah. associated with Daniel O'Connell, yes. down in Derrynan in the southwest of Kerry, beautiful place. She grew up there. She was the aunt of Daniel O'Connell, but she would have grown up within the tradition of lamentation and of oral tradition of composing these lamentations and poetry on the spot. It was improvised and her mother would have been known for this and she would have learned from her mother. And when she was very young, she was put into an arranged marriage. It didn't last very long because he was quite old and he died. And then she saw Art O'Leary in the market square in Macroon and she fell in love at first sight. The story of Art of course, is that he was a very, very confident and brash and bright young character who had just come back from Austria. He was a captain in the Hungarian Hazars. He came home with his horse and his sword by his side and in his military uniform. And of course, he was a very striking figure in McCroom and suddenly she saw him and she suddenly fell in love. And... Her family, the O'Connells down in Kerry, they were like, mm, this guy's a bit troublesome. He's causing you know, a lot of attention, a lot of trouble in eating Cork and Mustry. And the Protestant landlords are talking and the powers that be are kind of saying this guy's a bit too big for his boots. Yeah. They didn't want the attention drawn to them because they were a Catholic family that had land and they were fairly wealthy and they were well-to-do, but they didn't want attention drawn to them. So okay. they forbid the marriage. Eileen went against the family's wishes they eloped and she married for love
0: and unfortunately history will record that he was breaking the law just by coming home on a horse that was too big for the laws it was worth more than a fiver we'll just leave it at that the penal laws the penal laws were brought into play yeah yeah yeah. very very odd trying to put down the whole catholic class the interesting thing is you, you brought in a friend of ours a guest we've had on the show a few times who's from around the area as well helen hallisey and we have a clip of her just talking right now
3: Eileen Dove, Makromalan wine, a third court era to August V. Eileen Egon Marga, August Connick, Eileen Dove, Art Oleira, August Hitchy, Imralesh, Erom Winter. On Far Usel,
1: Er couple Usel, a exotherous she is so
3: tried, August Fleaver, August Vicha Kodahul.
2: It's that instant love-at-first-sight idea, and that's captured within the Khuina.
0: Now, Paddy, I'm going to say goodbye to you because at the end of that clip, we get a taste of what you've done with the Khuina, especially for this week's programme. And Elmery spoke to both the singer and the actress who played Eileen Dove, and that's Claudia Rose Long.
1: Claudia Rose Long, of course, is from Cork. She is living in London. She first came to international acclaim when Tom Jones plucked her when she was just the age of 17 for his team on The Voice UK and she's done so many shows in Cork but she's living in England now and only this year got engaged to Sean Maguire of course the Irish soccer star who also plays for Preston so there's so much we could actually talk about Claudia in a year I suppose where you know you got engaged yes than a year ago and this is the start of that exciting life for yourself and Shawnee and here you were weren't able to come home at Christmas to you know flash the ring and share it and enjoy being home with family.
3: Yeah anyone who I've spoken to about this that's like the main thing I've been saying is that I feel like for me the whole engagement bubble for me was being able to celebrate with like your closest family and friends and I'm the kind of person who does get quite homesick so the fact that all that was kind of taken from us because of obviously the year we've had did put a little bit of a downer on it but I try not to dwell on it because there's so many like family friends that I have you know have had to cancel weddings even so I suppose in one sense I'm so lucky that it was just celebrating an engagement that kind of got ruined rather than the actual wedding now facetime has been brilliant that's literally the only way i've been able to keep in contact with family and friends and we literally facetime both of our families nearly every night even though there's not much to talk about because i mean (laughs) what else what what else are we doing except sitting down watching like series but it's just at least you can see those lovely faces So, yeah, I try not to dwell on it because in my head, we are going to be out of it soon. And I feel like when I do finally get back, it's like more special or something. You appreciate all those smaller moments so much more. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to that day, getting back and being with all of my closest friends and fingers crossed trying on that first wedding dress.
1: Amazing. It's exciting to think that's all still in front of you anyway, regardless. But I mean, besides not being able to celebrate and mark the personal things, From a professional point of view, gigs are all gone and all that sort of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I know the only way of existing and maintaining like things for your own interest, as well as maintaining Mm -hmm. a connection with audiences, would be putting stuff up online and embracing TikTok and embracing social media. Has it kept you sane? Yeah, honestly,
3: if anyone who speaks to me, I sound like a crazy TikTok person. (laughs) So we actually started our lockdown before England went officially into a lockdown back in March. I was quite nervous when it first came out. So I put myself into a lockdown and I joined TikTok that day and the TikToks were coming left, right and centre. I feel like everyone was like, I need to unfollow this girl. She's losing the plot." (laughs) Like if you see some of the TikToks I look back and I'm like wow I really kept myself busy by doing those but they were great especially for me because I mean Facebook, Instagram, Twitter they're all great but I suppose they're posed, they're styled, sometimes you don't get your personality across on those platforms and for me I felt like TikTok was a great way I'm quite like goofy, I love to like joke about and I feel like if you were to compare my Instagram to my TikTok, you could see my more creative side. I was able to just sing what I wanted to sing and dance. And I feel like it was a great way to show off some acting skills. So I've like thrived, I feel, on that side of lockdown. It's been like the most fun time for me to just be creative and tap into that that passion that I have for all that side of my life exactly I've been like writing some songs and it's just been so much fun to see like how how many people across the world are like that
1: and yet here I am now saying I never in a million years when I was in school imagined I would be saying mm-hmm. things like Queen of and TikTok in the one sentence <laughs> <laughs> But again, again, I'm right
0: there with you. <laughs> I know
1: it's it's surreal, but this is the reason I'm calling you. I guess is because you are playing the part of Eileen Dovni Chonel in mm-hmm. that documentary on TG kahar Geltagran the Heron telling the story of Eileen Dov and Artaleire yep. in the Queen. So tell tell me when this was filmed? How did how
3: did you get to do it? So I did that back. Oh, I'm thinking it was around the end of January, start of February of 2020. At that point, none of us knew what what was going to happen in the next few months. Derek, who is, you know, the head of Bo Media, the producer of the show, I've worked with him for years and he contacted me and said, you know, we're doing this series and I think there's a role that you'll be suited for. And if I'm being totally honest, I wasn't the best, you know, Irish speaker in school, I I didn't know like any of the storylines that are being told. I didn't know anything about them. So when he said it to me, I was a bit, I suppose, apprehensive because I thought I'm not going to be able to speak the way it should be spoken. And then he explained it to me. And once he told me about, you know, the story and the Queen, I kind of felt a connection towards it straight away. I think because Eileen herself, she was so young, but grew up with a lot of like pain, a lot of, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it was 10 of her brothers and sisters died at a young age. She was, I suppose, beyond her years when it came to music. And all she knew was probably laments and sad songs about people passing. And I feel like for me, I was a bit beyond my years growing up singing songs that were probably too grown up for me or so much older. But that's the kind of music I loved. So straight away, I felt like a connection and thought, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what I could do with this Queena." I'd never sang that style of music. It was fun for me to try and tap into that side of my musicality and see if I could do it. And once I started, I absolutely loved it. I feel like I really found a style of singing that I never thought I would enjoy. And yeah, yeah. I, I love it now. I've been trying to learn as much as I can about it and do my research.
1: And you're coming to it from a position of discovery and grow, as opposed to growing up with it. And you know there is no ownership over music. Music is for everybody, whether you grew up with a particular style or not. And you know the the singing and the music of the Queena. How did mm-hmm. you learn it? And I mean, we only hear snippets, I suppose, because of the nature of the production. It's kind of woven yeah. in and out a little bit. So how much of it did you hear first? and and, and how? How did you take on the learning of it?
3: I was sent the whole lament, the whole Queen, the actual words and the translation so I could get familiar and understand what I was actually going to be singing. Mm -hmm. And then I let them know. I was like, look, I've never sang this style of singing. Is there a way I can listen to it? You know, I've looked it up on YouTube, but I haven't found anything that I can work with and I was sent Noreen Mirian. She basically sang the two main parts of the lament that you hear me sing and I just basically had to learn it by ear. With that style of singing there's a lot of trills, there's a lot of ornamentation and with that you can almost be free with it as well and add in what you feel, what you think feels right when you're singing it. So I just listened to her, kept listening, listening to it over and over and then tried to put my own spin on it that it It still sounded like me singing, but that it also respected the original way it was meant to be. But I was very lucky that, you know, I I got to listen to her and learn from, you know, from her style.
1: Yeah, and how great and how wonderful to have Noreen Lireen's piece being the one that was sent to you. And of course, she is part and parcel of this particular series as well, and bringing so much of her knowledge and her musicality to lots of the different stories as well. We're going Mm -hmm. to hear a little bit of it now, and we're just going to remind people, Claudia, they can catch this and... Your performance in that portrayal of Eileen Dove on Wednesday night. Tell me, the fact that it's a story that's being told on TG Carr, I mean, I know you said you, yourself you weren't as strong in Irish or something like that in, in school as a mm-hmm. child growing up. Has has
3: it changed anything about Grega for you? I think in school, growing up, you're taught, you know, the basics, you're taught how to have a basic conversation with someone. And as you go. Grow- up, through the years I think you're taught to learn things by reading and off by heart and never really fully understanding what it is that you're trying to say I suppose I mean that's just from my point of view when I was doing exams I remember never really trying to even understand it it was just more so memorizing it that I could pass the exam or whatever and then when it came to this you know I've been watching it the same as everyone at home I've been watching it as it goes and I feel like it just sounds so beautiful and I think living away from home, for me, and I know Sean's the exact same, we both always say like it's one thing we'd absolutely love to be able to do is just speak it fluently. So we've been trying to like close our eyes and not read the subtitles and just try and <laughs> learn it by ear. Now, we're not great at it, but it's something that I feel like now I have, instead of made to learn something off by heart, I'm I'm wanting to do it for myself. So I feel like I have a more more of a respect for the language and it's something that I want to be able to eventually... Speak myself perfectly. So it's definitely given me a newfound love for it.
1: Claudia, it's been gorgeous talking to you. Queena Artie Lyra, the story of the Queena and the story of Eileen Dovni Connell will be on TG Gatter this Wednesday at half past eight. It's lovely to talk to you. I mean, like, I don't know when you're going to get a chance to come over from London again and hang out with family again, but please God, now it won't be that many more months and that we'll be able to see further vaccinations rolled out and families reconnecting other than online and that you'll be able to come and let your friends have a twist of the ring
3: (laughs) Exactly, oh I know I want everyone to wish on it and you know, kiss it and bring it all the luck, I can't wait to get back I think like this has made me appreciate home much more. Yeah, these are the little things,
1: isn't it? The little things Mm -hmm. that we look back and say, you know, what about the big things but
3: the little things sometimes are the big
1: things you know,
3: yeah. 100% Yeah. Yeah.
1: Claudia, thank you so much
3: Thank you. It's been lovely speaking to
1: you.